This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hey, I'm here to tell you, you don't need a college degree for a great job. With MedCert's online certification training, you're on your way to a job with good pay, benefits, and stability in the fastest-growing industry, healthcare. MedCert's is 100% online, self-guided learning that will have you job-ready with nationally recognized credentials in just four to six months. No multi-year programs with classes that dominate your daily schedule and leave you drowning in debt. MedCert's lets you set your learning schedule and makes it easy to learn with instructor-led videos, interactive simulations, and a dedicated success coach. Get on your way to earning more money, stability, benefits, and a career you can be proud of right now. And when you enroll today, MedCert's will give you a free Chromebook to get started at MedCert's.com easy. Join the over 25,000 MedCert's graduates who have been hired by employers across the country right now. Get started on your new career with a free Chromebook at MedCert's.com easy. Spelled M-E-D-C-E-R-T-S dot com slash easy. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here with another episode of Radio Techers. And here on this midweek special, uh, Mags and I get a chance to cover a little bit of everything, including uh, AEW uh, All Elite Wrestling owner Tony Khan, as well as um, I think his role as CEO of Fulham Football Club, and made some pretty controversial comments about his own team recently. Uh, so we get to cover a little bit of that, as well as uh, uh, some COVID-positive tests that have come up that are pretty unfortunate. Uh, but um, with that, you do get a lot of very good banter, as usual, from Mags and myself, and as far as Premier League results are concerned. And we even take a little bit of a look around at uh, the Bundesliga and La Liga as well, namely Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and uh, Barcelona. Uh, So with that being said, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else for that matter. A rating review is greatly appreciated. And if you have a chance, please go to Shooting the Sports-ish on YouTube and follow uh, that page there because we're doing YouTube videos uh, that accompany these episodes. So if you'd like to see Mag's uh, and and his beautiful face as well as mine, uh, we would uh, greatly love to uh, see what you think about these YouTube videos. And please feel free to leave comments, subscribe, um, hit the bell for notifications, and give us that thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but more than anything, uh, what we appreciate is you, the listener, whoever you are, wherever you are, for tuning in to yet another episode of Radio Techers. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Thanks again, and enjoy the show.
and welcome everybody to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always with me, my partner in crime here, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? I'm doing all the better for actually being able to see you. Uh, <laughs> for context, viewers, uh, I am for the all the times we've recorded before now I have not actually been able to see Tanner's face live because uh, <laughs> OBS uses his, uses up his camera so I now get to see him live and in the flesh and look at his reactions when I slag Liverpool off. <laughs> this is true, in fact. And as you can see, I now have this new awesome webcam. So now Mags can see me. You guys can see me much clearer. There's not any kind of lags or delays. I'm loving this webcam. So if you are a streamer out there, highly recommend you look into the Logitech C922. It is fantastic. I'm loving it. And uh, I'm also loving Mags's hat here. It's got a really <laughs> kick-ass Batman hat. I'm loving it. I, honestly, I don't know how many more episodes I can keep this up having a different hat. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to turn them inside out to pretend that they're a different hat. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to place a bulk order. We're going to get a bunch of like sombreros. We're going to get some some flat top hats. Uh, uh, actually, I was tempted this week to get uh, a Radio Techers logo on a hat. Ooh. That would be quite spicy, Mags. I would dig that in a heartbeat. Um, well, let, let's let's talk about some football because uh, I guess that's why you tune into this show every you know every few days, right? <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. It, if it's not for the hats, then why? Why listen? Go <laughs> find another show to watch. <laughs> go find another show no, on YouTube stick to watch. Around. Stick around. <laughs> Hoop, there it is. Comes out probably another couple days. I don't know. You could probably check that out. <laughs> Who wants to watch that shower issue? <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, lots of news around the Premier League mags and probably none more significant than the latest round of COVID-19 testing, which actually came up with 10 results, uh, 10 positive mm-hmm. results, um, one of which named as a positive was Tiago Alcantara, uh, my dearest friend and yours, Mags, uh, latest Liverpool transfer. Um, unfortunate timing for Liverpool, unfortunate timing for Tiago, but I'm glad that we caught this early, and it seems as though pr- the Premier League is definitely doing its part in testing all of the players and staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, throughout the testing there was nearly 4,000 tests and, and only four positives, which is which is good considering how many tests they did. And it's good that the, the players are, and the staff are isolated. David Moyes obviously isolated a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, staying as safe as they possibly can while still bringing uh, the football for us fans, it's, we can't ask for any more. Yes, and and for for David Moyes and Tiago Alcantara and everybody else who's went unnamed, we wish you a uh, quick and uh, safe and speedy recovery uh, from COVID. Absolutely. We we know that you got this. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Perhaps somebody who should have stayed in isolation for one reason or another is Mister Tony Khan. You may know him. Oh. <laughs> you may know him oh. as AEW uh, wrestling. President, he is also the uh, chief operating officer. Is he, is he the operating officer, or is he just the CEO of Fulham? And not, not that he's just the CEO, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't tell you his title. He's, pre- uh, he's pretty. I would assume it's yeah. 
Well, him, him and his father own the club. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's either owner, part owner, um, director of football, whatever the title is, he's mm. also a very silly boy. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Mags, why is Tony Khan a silly boy this week? Okay, so quickly glossing over the result that they had, which was pretty poor. They were very toothless against uh, Aston Villa, mm. uh, a Villa team that uh, Jack Grealish absolutely uh, stood out for. Um, they got beat 3-0, and normally the, the owners or the, uh, the the heads of clubs keep a relatively low social media profile. Uh, not Mr. Khan, though, obviously, with AEW, he's kind of in that social media bubble. And mm. he, he came out and he, uh, he apologised to fans for a poor performance, which, on the surface, seems like a very admirable thing to do. Mm. But he went into uh, he went into detail about the transfer dealings uh, of the club, uh, stating that they tried to get in... Uh, four different defenders, uh, and for for some reasons or another, couldn't get them. And it it just kind of made uh, made a hard job for for Scott Parker. I mean, he's not exactly having the best of times as full of manager as it is, but to have like all your transfer dealings laid out for everybody to read on on social media by the owner of the club, yeah, it's just. Uh, just very ill-advised, and it yeah. basically was made a mockery of, and rightly so, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, legendary Liverpool defender uh, Jamie Carragher called him a clown. Um, <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that, I absolutely popped for that. <laughs> um, uh, he also got ripped pretty hard by Roy Keane, who, uh, I mean, that's not saying a Those whole lot. Those have been on form this week, yeah, to they, be fair, because they... they uh, the the conversation that Roy Keane had with uh with uh Jurgen Klopp was a classic where uh, <laughs> Klopp caught him calling Liverpool sloppy and he absolutely ripped Roy Keane a new arsehole. <laughs> so so Roy Keane I guess made up for it with his comments about Tony Khan. He 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 got that right. He he had to really. Let's be honest here, Mags, because I don't think Klopp was going to let him have that. Um, but yeah, I mean. So you and I, obviously, just to break the fourth wall here, if you are familiar with Radio Techers lore, you may know that Mags and I both have two separate individual wrestling podcasts. Well, Mags has multiple podcasts because he's the lord of the universe as far as podcasts go. Um, but but we both run wrestling podcasts, right? That's That's how we know each other. So, yeah. so you and I know that Tony Khan, he's very much a... Um, he, he's a he's a social butterfly when it comes to it, like uh, I guess talking with AEW fans is just a case of where he simply had the wrong hat on so to speak and was talking to Fulham or has he been doing this always because I can't remember any any time that he's ever been so open about what's been going on. No, I've I've never no. I mean, I follow him on uh, on Twitter, but I don't really take a lot of notice of, of the stuff he tweets about. Okay. Uh, I know he had a lot of backlash uh, when Fulham got promotion because he quickly, uh, almost straight after the game, flew back to uh, Florida for an AEW taping, and that kind of offended a lot of the the Fulham fans. Uh, mm. And this tweet certainly won't do anything to. Uh, to appease them. Uh, I've got the actual tweet in front of me and, he, and he's put, I apologize to Fulham supporters for our performance tonight. We look to add centre back since Wembley. I'm sorry. We haven't got, uh, we haven't yet as two got COVID plus we lost a three that we thought was close. And we had an issue with a, a fourth centre back, but I promise players in and better efforts from this squad, which 
again, like I said, it undermines the work that uh, Scott Parker's trying to do. And yeah. the fact that they've struggled to get four centre-backs in, does that mean that they're going to have to rely on their fifth choice of a centre-back? That would not would not uh, make me kind of uh, happy as a, as a fan of Fulham. Right. You had a question from a Tom Smith at TJ Smithy, number eight. It says this, So the bloke we're announcing is fifth choice, Tony Khan says, or we can wait for people to hopefully recover from COVID, Tom. So, so mixed messages all the way around here. Uh, Scott Parker goes on to say, uh, coach, manager of Fulham says, it's not something that I agree with. Uh, it's not helpful from that sense, but like I said, that's down to the owner and how he sees it. There's one thing that I'm disappointed with, and that's how he's actually apologizing for the performance, and that is something that I don't agree with and he shouldn't have. Uh, yeah. Um, bottom line here, my editorial opinion, and, and I think maybe you would share this, Mags, um, he, he, Tony Khan wasn't there. He wasn't on the pitch. He wasn't managing. He wasn't doing anything. He was probably watching from an office in Florida, right? From from what we understand, maybe. Um, there's no reason for him to make an apology for the players or the coaching staff. No, I agree. Uh, and you don't employ a manager to, to go out and, and kind of undermine him uh, right. like this. And I think it's, it's as you said earlier, he had his uh, social media wrestling hat on when really he should have maybe kept his mouth shut and, <laughs> and, 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 and kind of just let the manager get on with the job. Yeah. I mean, I, I can never remember an owner who has outright said mm-hmm. such things ever. No. Ever. No. Um, it just doesn't happen. So, um, Tony Khan, um, know your role, uh, to use a wrestling uh, term here. Um, <laughs> uh, somebody else who got hammered was Wolves, who actually got hammered by the Hammers. Uh, that would be your, your, your West Ham Hammers. You're full of puns today. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. on fire with these segues, man. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a an interesting match. West Ham have been toothless. For, for the majority of the the start of the season and and uh, Wolves have been very exciting to watch uh, but yeah the West Ham literally put Wolves to the sword and uh, an outstanding mm. performance by uh, Bowen uh, Haller coming on at the at the end to get uh, a goal as well that'll give him a lot of uh, uh, um, a lot of uh, hope to have a better season uh, he, he kind of struggled to to fit in last season. Uh, yeah, uh, what a great performance by West Ham. I was really, really impressed with them. What changed with this West Ham performance uh, since now we're moving on to the, the remaining games of uh, match day three here with West Ham being the first one that we're mentioning here uh, as we work our way through things here. Uh, match day three, West Ham four, Wolves nil. Uh, as you said, West Ham's been awfully toothless for the last oh, little while now it seems mm-hmm. um i mean w- what's changed for them to to put on this kind of performance here because looking at possession stats here they only had 36 percent. they had half the passes that wolves had you wouldn't really expect this kind of performance from this west ham team but uh they had more shots and a lot more shots on target i think uh that's what it boiled down to it was the the confidence uh the ability to break at pace uh 
have playing uh, through the middle with uh, with uh, Mikel Antonio. He's, mm. he's finally finding that success. He's, he when he runs, he's kind of reminds me of a Dharma Triora where he's like a train and you can't stop him. Uh, and the the way that uh, we they had the players like Bowen pouncing off the, on the lose ball, it just seemed to come right for for West Ham and. Uh, they they fully deserve this uh this win. The worry would be are the wall, uh, wheels falling off uh, Wolves because mm. they've spent quite a lot of money uh, bringing in a lot of Portuguese players and they they just don't seem to be pulling it off. I mean Nelson Semedo had a a, a very very qu- uh, poor quiet game. Um, yeah, I I think uh, there needs to be some lessons learned for Wolves. Mm-hmm. If, if you're Wolves, I guess uh, where where do you look at to, to maybe make some fixes before the transfer window closes? Because they did lose Diego Jota. Um, they have... he needs replacing. He needs replacing without a doubt. He uh, he's he was vital for Wolves last season, um, and he's going to be a, a big miss. They've uh, they've spent well in terms of defense. Uh, now, obviously, that didn't quite pan out today with. Um, uh, didn't quite pan out this weekend with with the West Ham game, mm-hmm. uh, but once they kind of like they bed in and 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 they they start uh, working working with each other a lot more, that hopefully will fix itself. Uh, but yeah, they they definitely need to replace that attacking flair that that they're going to lose with Jota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems as though Wolves have their hands full. They have just a little bit of time left, and we all know your favorite holiday is oh, transfer it's, deadline it's, day. Yes, it's, it's co- coming up. It's coming sooner than we think. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so um, let's move right along here um, to another team that's been, uh, honestly, a real revelation for me, and that is Aston Villa. Uh, they've put on some exciting performances as of late, Mags. Mm, yeah, uh, the 3-0 win against Fulham that we've uh, mm. we've kind of tried to gloss over because of Tony Khan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good it was a good performance. A very <laughs> uh, very well controlled game by uh, Jack Grealish for me. I thought he he played outstanding. Uh, and uh, McGinn also had a good a good game. Had, had mm. a couple of uh, uh, assists. But yeah, uh, very classy performance by Aston Villa. Talk to me about uh, <laughs> about John McGinn because. Uh, uh, he might not be maybe the the biggest household name uh, that there is uh, just in the Premier League in general, but he channeled his inner Zinedine Zidane uh, in, in recent weeks, and he's been quite awesome to watch uh, yeah, between him and Jack Grealish for this Aston Villa team. They've become really exciting. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's had eight goal involvements uh, uh, for Villa, and he's been involved in 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 five. Um, He's he loves playing in London. I think he's uh, he got involved in these two against Fulham, obviously, and then one against uh, West Ham, Arsenal, and then Spurs. Yeah, I think uh, they they're forming a really good partnership in the middle of that park. Obviously, uh, Jack Grealish is the kind of player who uh, you just give him a free free uh, roam, uh, and I think we're having that that kind of calmness that McGinn uh, gives uh, for for the the midfield, and that, that kind of allows Grealish to to uh, go on these mazy uh, runs and dribbles. And then when when 
Grealish is not in 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 the space. McGinn's there to to back him up. Uh, it's mm. a it's a very underrated and very kind of quiet partnership, but it, it seems to be working really well. I, I've really enjoyed watching them. I, I don't know. I've never felt this way about watching Astonville before. They always seem no. to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the Dwight York days for me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's been a minute. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, this is this is a, an interesting performance here. Obviously, Tony Khan felt as though the Fulham team didn't play well enough. I think we've we've talked to that extent here. Uh, but I think that, that really the story here is that Aston Villa deserves to be lauded for their performance. I thought that they, they really put, uh, uh, put Fulham to the sword here and really made the difference today, uh, or, or rather... Sunday, Monday, whenever that game took place, you know. Yeah, um, and it, it comes to to show how uh, weak and uh, toothless that the Fulham were. That even Tyrone Mings got up up and was the, the the highest player up the pitch and got got on the end of a on the end of a cross to to took a, a, a goal on. Yeah, it's a it's a bad day at the office if Tyrone Mings gets on the score sheet. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, you know who else had a bad day at the office, Mags? Mikel Arteta. Mikel Ar- oh, here we go. <laughs> Arteta's Arsenal team uh, looked pretty sharp to start with on Monday's game against Liverpool at Anfield, but it was not quite enough. Uh, Alexandra Lacazette scored a goal within the first 25 minutes of the game that was immediately answered by Saudi Omade, uh, as well as Andrew Robertson just less than 10 minutes later. And then uh, uh, Liverpool new man Diogo Jota, who we just spoke with a moment ago, new transfer from Wolves, scored in the 88th minute on his Liverpool debut uh, to uh, seal the deal 3-1. Arsenal looked like they had their tails up at the very start of the game, but it was all Liverpool from there. Yeah, and and even even with that goal, uh, the uh, the Arsenal uh, opening the scoring, I felt mm. that Liverpool absolutely dominated the game. Mm. Uh, that was literally just uh, came from a, a Liverpool error more than anything, and it was so woefully hit by a, a Lacazette that he was kind of like just just breathing a sigh of relief when that ball went in. <laughs> but uh, that kind of like lit a fire under Liverpool and they, it, it was just the, the kind of shot that angered them. And then uh, Mane went went up the, the pretty much straight away and, and scored. Uh, the Robertson goal was, was quite pleasing because he's had seven goal involvements in the last eight games, mm-hmm. uh, which is... It just shows how reliant on the fullbacks Liverpool are, and um, and just how how they they kind of attack from so deep. It's a very scary lineup, and also um, with, without having um, Thiago Alcantara in this match, uh, you would have thought that that Liverpool would have gave up a little bit more possession, but they didn't. They actually mm-hmm. dominated Arsenal in terms of possession and in terms of passing. Uh, Alcantara actually broke the Premier League record for a number of passes uh, in a 45-minute spell with 75. And then straight away, um, Virgil van Dijk went and broke Thiago Alcantara's record, uh, adding an extra couple of passes. So there's a little bit of a competition going on in, in this Liverpool team to to see who puts together the most passes. That, that it is quite brilliant. I I've, um I and I think you hit the, the nail on the head here Mags. I uh as a um 
Liverpool supporter. Um, we we don't necessarily see a lot of these possession based games out of a Jurgen Klopp side. Uh, here in this scenario, however, they took up 66% of the possession from what it seems like. Uh, they had an outrageous 21 shots listed here. Shocking. <laughs> uh, they actually had, the, for, as far as shots on target go, they had eight, which is double the amount of Arsenal shots uh, at goal, period. Uh, like I said, 66% possession, 772 passes. They actually outpassed Arsenal. How does that happen? Um, they, they almost doubled the amount of passes that Arsenal put together. Um, extremely extremely good performance here, Mags. Um, Alexander Lacassette, a lot of it has, uh, has been made previously in the summer about maybe him trying to get a move uh, somewhere. Is it a little bit too late for him to do so? Because he seems like he's the hardest working man at Arsenal right now who's not named Obama Yang. I think there were there were rumblings that that maybe he wanted to leave, but I think now that he's uh he's getting a lot more game time and he's he's kind of like in the goals, even showing how lucky that his goal went into. I think he's that's still his third goal in the Premier League so far. Um, I think he's happy there now. I think the fact that he's uh, one of his best friends, Bamiyanga, has, has signed a long-term deal. I think that's going to be the the partnership for for at least the next uh, couple of seasons. So I don't mm. think he's going anywhere. Okay. Hey, fair enough. You got to ask the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, so that that pretty much wraps up the Premier League, really. If I'm being honest, um, but yeah. we we do have a little bit of Carabao Cup here. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Carabao Cup, Mags? <laughs> let's skim over some first. Uh, let's go. <laughs> There's a with, lot of matches to cover. <laughs> yeah, let's go with Newport and Newcastle. Who oh, Newcastle pulled this this game from the jaws of defeat? Uh, fa- uh, first uh, half goal from Newport. I think they scored in like five minutes. Uh, this is a Newport side who who are very low down the league compared to Newcastle. And Newcastle put out a, a pretty strong team as well. So really, they should have they should have absolutely demolished uh, Newport. But it took till the 87th minute for for John Joe to score a peach of a goal. Uh, took it to penalties, and Newcastle ended up uh, going through on penalties. Uh, saved the the result for, by the skin of the teeth. Uh, but what a performance put in by Newport. They can be very impressed with themselves there, especially the goal. Goalkeeper, he saved a, a hell of a lot of shots. Mm. Uh, next, let's go to Burnley, which uh, we'll get out of the way. We got absolutely <laughs> whooped by, by uh, City. Um, Sterling, who kind of struggled in the, in the, the game against Leicester, as that that kind of front forward, he absolutely ripped Burnley to bits. Uh, he mm-hmm. was so so clinical. Uh, they had so many chances, and even uh, Ferran Torres again on on off the mark. Burnley just looked. They looked like they needed a cutting edge and they just didn't have one. We had one or two decent enough chances, but nothing that, that really troubled the, the the Man City goal uh, by too much. Um, I think this is a case of, of Burnley not really concentrating on the on the Carabao Cup and really fighting to stay in the Premier League, which because mm. we've, we've not had the best of starts. Um, going into uh, Brighton versus uh, Man United, kind of a rematch from uh, 
the the game the other day, uh, and it was this one was a much more dominant uh, performance by Man United. Uh, McTominay had a great game. Um, Mata had a, as well had a great game again on the score sheet and a, a lovely kind of no look pass by uh, uh, Donny Van de Beek to to set him up. But the the star of this game was the the free kick with about ten minutes to go from Paul Pogba beautifully taken dead ball uh, through a, a crowd of uh, Brighton players and was still able to get it clean top bins. Uh, yeah, just an outstanding goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Everton taking on uh, the aforementioned West Ham. West Ham who put uh, put Wolves to the sword. Well, they themselves were put to the sword and again, another outstanding performance by um James Rodriguez has now had 15 uh, uh, assists already in the, in the Premier League, which I think is a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal- uh, Calvert-Lewin seems to just be absolutely thriving off this uh, this uh, uh, partnership with uh, with uh, Decore, Allen and, and uh, Rodriguez because he's now got another three goals, which is absolutely astounding. I think he's got 48 career goals, and eight of them have come in the last like 12 or 13 days. It's just absolutely unreal. He's having the season of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they end up uh, winning 4-1. I think they had a little bit of a worry of Richarlison going off with a with a, a, a tweak uh, ankle uh, in the second half. But yeah, it was a, a, an outstanding performance by uh, Everton there. And then um, the last one, and probably the most uh, controversial, was uh, Tottenham against Chelsea. Uh, mm. And we, we spoke about how Liverpool kind of demolished Arsenal and they got the result that they absolutely deserved. In this match, it was it was totally the opposite. Uh, Chelsea absolutely just run the rule over this game with... Uh, with uh with Tottenham uh and then Tottenham have managed to to score late at the end uh Regulon uh with the assist to Lamella um and then win on penalties which is shocking uh Frank Lampard is not having a good start to the season I mean for for a team that are kind of pinned as as being uh our front runners for the league they they're not doing they're not doing themselves any justice. Uh, the goal that they scored from uh, Werner was really well taken. Uh, he had very little of the goal to, to see and was still able to, to, to put it away. So that is uh, definitely a positive. But again, just this Tottenham side are, are, are pulling results out of the bag where they, they kind of aren't deserving them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the, the Carabao Cup. Um <laughs> In a nutshell, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Mags just ran the rule over the Carabao <laughs> Cup right there. That was amazing. Just uh, like City ran the rule over Burnley. Oh. <laughs> so, 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 I have a question actually, and this is this is actually quite pertinent to what you had just asked, or rather talked about. I, I don't know. My brain's kind of fried after work here. Um, but um, Frank Lampard, he's had mm-hmm. a very tough start to this season. It seems. Um. Roman Abramovich, rather, um, has never been quite the most patient man when it comes to managers. Mm-hmm. Um, should Frank Lampard be worried, Mags? Um, I don't think he should be worried right now. Okay. I think if we're looking maybe six, seven weeks down the line, uh, then maybe. Uh, we've we've got to understand that, first of all, this this season is like the wild wild west. There is no kind of uh, predicting yeah. what's going to go on uh, when you've got uh, teams like Everton and Leicester at the top of the league uh, having the best uh, 
uh, starts to seasons that they've ever had. Um, yeah, it, you, and you're seeing teams like City and Man United all mid-table. Fighting uh, for relegation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's open. Maybe in 30 odd games, if they're still down there, we'll be happy bunnies. But uh, I don't think he's got. I think he just needs to 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 get the team to hit the ground running. Uh, he's bought a lot of players, spent a lot of money. It's looking like they're, they're going to add to that uh, with uh, Declan Rice pretty soon. I think that that deal is almost over the line. Um, that's going to be the killer for him if he if he cannot start stringing together some wins. After spending so much money, that then he should start being worried. But as of right now, it, it's it's almost like this season's and kind of an, an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think uh, Mende had a decent game, uh, so that will give him a little bit of confidence. And again, this is the Carabao Cup. Not a lot of the big name Premier League uh, teams really care about it. Uh, so yeah, we'll. I'm I'm not particularly worried for him just yet but a few more results like this and yeah the the writing may end up being on the wall mm, perhaps so i i mean i i would hope for frank lampard that that's not the case obviously there is a ton of managers who are waiting in the wings for such a job um yeah. so but for frank lampard i i hope that uh, he can hang on to that chelsea job i think that he he does have a good head on his shoulders he knows what he wants to do with the squad it's been a tough start to the season uh <laughs> Let's uh let's let's before we move away actually from the Premier League, I want to actually bring up some breaking news here that seems to be coming in as uh, uh as we are going really here to this show. Uh, there's been rumblings of Usman Dembele from Barcelona, perhaps mm-hmm. headed to Manchester United on loan. Is he the man to solve the problems that Jadon Sancho seemingly refuses to be <laughs> wanting to do? <laughs> And I, I, I don't even think it's Jaden Sancho. I mean, he didn't play for for Bayern today in the in the uh, Super Cup. Right. Apparently, he was ill. Uh, but yes. we all know that that sometimes isn't exactly true. Um, mm. But I don't think the issue is that Jaden Jaden Sancho. I think the issue is that that uh, Woodward just cannot seem to be able to finish a deal. Uh, mm. And and maybe the move with uh, Dembele is it, it is kind of like a, a backup. I mean, I know Man United have offered ninety three point uh, one million for Sancho, and uh, Borussia Dortmund just laughed it off. Uh, they <laughs> they have been quite um, quite relaxed in in this in this transfer. They give Man United plenty of opportunity to 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 finish the signing and, and get it done and dusted. But they they did set a limit, and Man United wasn't able to do that and. Um, they Borussia have said no. We're not willing to make a deal now, which is uh, which is fair play. It's quite admirable. Um, but I would be happy for for Dembele to come to the Premiership. I think he's a uh, a very very good talent. Uh, I don't think he's had his quite his just desserts at, uh, at Barcelona. He hasn't kind of been that force that we all expected him to be, mm. uh, especially after that that kind of high profile move from from Dortmund. Um, but yeah, it, it will be a very, very interesting signing. Will it change Man United's kind of um, fortunes? I don't know. Um, I think there's still more problems than than just just a, a winger. Um, I think they're having severe defensive problems. Um, but yeah, it, it would definitely be a good start. I would say it would definitely be a decent start for sure. Um, and and it's it's not like um, it's not like I don't. I, 
let, let me maybe maybe let me start from the beginning. Jaden Sancho, it sounds like it's it's not an issue of of him, perhaps. Maybe he doesn't want to move to Manchester. I don't blame him. Uh, but I mean. It, it sounds like Dortmund is quite serious about just not having the, the desire to sell him at, at this point or even earlier. It sounds like the, the, the price was not met and they said, no, we're not going to sell him period. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Tim Bailey does seem to be an interesting replacement. I think that uh, skill wise, he's probably about as close to any other player that might be available possibly that could match Jaden Sancho for, for skills. Um, but I think that there may be a bit of a worry, and I'm not sure why I'm giving Manchester United this advice, but there may be quite a, a bit of a worry about maybe a bit of an attitude problem, perhaps, is, is, is things that we've heard uh, from Barcelona, things that... And from his time at Dortmund. And from his time at Dortmund. And he also seemingly refused a loan deal from, from uh, Liverpool earlier this uh, transfer window, as well as a permanent deal to Juventus. Um, so it seems as though he's, I don't know, man, there, there's something, there's something a bit odd with Usman Dembele that I, I, I really don't, I can't quite get a read on. Yeah. It seems like they may be buying trouble, but he may have the kind of, uh, the common influence of, of Pogba to, to, mm-hmm. to play with. Uh, that's saying that it's not as if, uh, Pogba is the most calm player, uh, <laughs> but but he he's he doesn't look like he's going to be forcing his way in the into the uh, Barcelona squad in the near future. So maybe a kind of a a, a fresh outlook and uh, a move would be the best for the, for the player. Um, for me, I think getting Dembele would be a bit of a come down from from spending the the whole of the summer chasing Jadon Sancho and not being able to get him. Uh, Dembele, it would be a decent enough replacement, but he kind of doesn't have that that kind of sparkle of of saying that you've signed Jadon Sancho. Mm, indeed, and perhaps they won't get that because I, I think that uh, Liverpool will probably sell most a lot to to Real Madrid, and uh, Jadon Sancho will come to Liverpool, and that's what's going to well, happen. The rumor is that Real Madrid are not spending on a on a Galactico this season. Uh, right, so next season. Something- <laughs> yeah, unless something happens in maybe in January, uh, who knows? But uh, yes, Salah is safe for now. For now, for now, and I'm fine with that. Right? Uh, the the plan is, uh, according to FSG, they're going to win this year. They're going to they're going to sell Salah, be okay with not winning next year, and they're going to buy Jaden Sancho, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And then Klopp's going to retire, and 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 everybody's going to have a, a big party for him. It's going to be, it's going to. Okay. You're invited, Mags. I just want you to know oh, that you, you're you're invi- <laughs> you're invited to this party. I may um, be busy that day. <laughs> well, one of us has to go, and you're closest. I mean, I would love to buy a ticket, but I mean, I probably wouldn't have to like I don't know what is it uh, quarantine for two weeks if I was to make it over there. Um. Let's talk about Borussia Dortmund uh, and Bayern Munich, for that matter, since we just got off the topic of Jaden Sancho. Uh, there was the DFL Super Cup today, uh, which, uh, yeah, there was. Um, uh, generally speaking, year over year, it seems as though Bayern and Borussia Dortmund constantly meet each other here in this in this cup game. Um, 
uh, today's result was 3-2 to Bayern Munich. Uh, Bayern looked like they have been on a roll recently. Uh, Dortmund also looked very, very good. Uh, but both teams kind of got their pants pulled down this last weekend, Mags. Oh. They certainly did. Uh, <laughs> Bayern especially uh, losing to uh, 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 Andrea Kramaric, uh, controlled Hoffenheim uh, 4-1. Um, yeah, what a game uh, Kramerich had. It was such a such a great performance. Uh Kimmich scored an absolute pearler of a goal though. Uh, uh in off the in off the bar, which could rival uh, Pogba's for, for top bins. Uh but this again was another match where the the the, the side that won was was the sad that wasn't really that dominant in terms of possession. I think Bayern had seventy two percent of the ball. Uh, shots were pretty even. There was like thirty three shots all the way through the game, which is just unreal. Uh, the the issue was though that that Bayern only had three shots on target, where uh, Hoffenheim had eight. Um, yeah, it was just a, a an outstanding performance, and I think Bayern kind of. Uh, Kind of overlooked Hoffenheim for a, for a little bit, and by the time they kind of got around to to giving Hoffenheim the respect that they were due, the game was done and dusted. They were two 0 down after twenty four minutes, uh, and then Hoffenheim had the the tail between the legs, and Cramrich was uh, was absolutely dominant up front, uh, mm. fully deserved to get the two late goals that he got, uh, and it was just yeah an absolute whooping for for Bayern Munich, especially coming off the back of beating Schalke eight nil. Yeah, no that, that that was a that was a really good game actually. Um, I, I, and I think that's the thing that I really enjoy most about uh, the Bundesliga just in general is that it really does kind of like the Premier League, but it really does have the feeling of anything can happen at any time, and the and the football is very very direct and very very uh, fast paced. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, uh, elsewhere, besides you know what Hoffenheim did to, to to Bayern, which was absolutely incredible, just as you described here, a um, a, a very interesting Augsburg side actually came away with an upset. Um, you know, beating Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Dortmund seemed to be experimenting a little bit with their shape. It seems uh, trying different things as far as the lineup goes and how they they field their players tactically. They looks like they went with a more of a three uh, three one four two formation as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe putting in a, a, a number ten uh, where they did with uh, Gio Reyna uh, previously and then some of their other outings. Um, uh, this Augsburg team came out with a uh, what essentially is a four-two-two-two formation, and and kind of just ripped them to shreds a little bit, more or less put them to a more defensive approach, and really kind of hit them on the counter. It seems in a lot of ways. Yep, and this is an Augsburg team who have never won their first two games in in the Bundesliga, uh, and they sit in top of the tree. And after this performance, they absolutely deserved it. Uh, the this was a, another game kind of run by one player, and it was uh, Daniel Caligiuri. Um, mm-hmm. His his free kick led to the first goal, which uh, I think was uh, Felix Udekar's first goal for like three years almost. And then uh, Caligiuri. Um, latched onto a pass from uh, Nerdeleka and, and and held off uh, Thomas Munier to, to score a second one. Um, it's just Bayern, uh, Borussia just didn't look the, the same team as uh, as as the, the one that won 4-0 four, four the other week. Um, Haaland had a couple of shots, but nothing really of note. Um, Sancho was pretty quiet. Jude Bellingham was quiet. I think he ended up getting subbed off after after uh, about an hour. But again, like the, the Bayern match we just spoke about, 
Augsburg only had twenty percent of the ball uh, and and only had six shots and 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 uh, Dortmund had eighteen shots, but it was just clinical finishing and and if you the ball doesn't go in the net, you can't win a game, and that's just what happened with uh, with Dortmund, and that led into the game today. Um, where they, they they got beat in the in the cup, which was a, a much more exciting game, a very end to end. So many chances in this game, it was unreal. Um, but yeah, uh, Bayern f- deserved the win. I think on 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 par, they they were the better team. Um, Talisa opened the opened the scoring with a he hit the bar and then uh, followed it up himself. Uh, Muller uh, doubled up with a, a great cross. And I think Alfonso Davis was, was my man of the match in this game. It was just, he had a, such a good performance. Um, Julian Brandt pulled it back for Dortmund before Haaland made it uh, to a piece. And then Kimmich, who seems to be having a, a good run of form with our goal scoring. He got the, got the, the, the late winner and, and buy and pick up the first trophy of the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, second actually, because they they won that uh, the UEFA Super Cup, right? Yeah. So so they're they're already packing in I the stand titles. Corrected. They're, they're packing in the titles, Mags. They're 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 already on a roll here. Um, so let's take a a, a a short trip here, Mags. Now that we've we've gotten our Bundesliga news out of the way, I think we we had to because there was a, a high profile cup game there. Uh, let's take a little bit of a trip to Spain. How does that sound? Mm, so now. <laughs> it, it does sound sunny. Um, so we had made previously a lot of talk about FC Barcelona, about Lionel Messi more specifically, and it seems as though Messi is ready to move on and to, to carry on with life as if nothing was ever happening. He wants to put everything behind them uh, as far as his relationship with, with Barcelona. He seemed to be happy uh, on the pitch uh, for Barcelona's first game against Villarreal, and they uh, they just shredded. Barcelona shredded Villarreal 4-0 uh, mm-hmm. in a pretty stunning game here. Um, Ansu Fati was the star, and I thought that he had a wonderful first goal uh, to, to open up the scoring here on the day. Um, I thought that they were they were absolutely brilliant. Yep, they were, and I was actually shocked that Messi took the penalty that uh, that Fatty got, uh, which would have got him a hat trick. Uh, but Messi being Messi, and he started up up uh, up front in the in the centre, which was uh, which was kind of a change for for Messi. But whilst watching the game, he, he did tend to kind of uh, float between the left and the right, so it was a very fl- uh, fluid front line for for Barcelona and and it paid dividends and they they fully deserved this this win against uh Villarreal. Mhm. Yes. Um so and, and and you brought up something interesting that I I would really like to expand on here too uh before we we start wrapping up the show here today. Um a lot had been made about again Messi and what him and Ronald Koeman were kind of trying to <laughs> figure out as far as the Barcelona team are concerned this year. And, and, and um, Koeman told Messi that he needs to no longer be so selfish uh, on the pitch. You're, you're asking a lot of the greatest uh, footballer, perhaps of all time, to, to really kind of let the reins loose a little bit here. Um, but we did have Messi in an actual number 10 role here in what we would fashion as a 4-2-3-1 formation, where Messi is the is right in the middle, and he has one man uh, to his left, another man on his right, and, of course, a central striker up front, uh, that striker being uh, Antoine Griezmann, theoretically, mm-hmm. um, but Ansu Fadi and uh, um, 
Phil Coutinho as well as Griezmann would all kind of rotate in this very fluid attacking uh, tornado really is probably the best way that I can come up with. It was just a force of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a little bit different from what we're used to seeing with Barcelona here, Mags. Uh, Do you like the change? Do you think that it's something needed for Messi in this Barcelona team? Uh, How do you feel about all this? Um, yeah, I think uh, going into the end of last season, you could see that Messi was a kind of a player forlorn. He uh, he showed very little effort, and any time that uh, Barcelona went behind, he he, he gave up. Uh, this Messi in this game, obviously, we didn't get that that uh, that kind of goal, which uh, which would have would have perhaps shown him whether he, w- he was going to give up or not. Uh, I felt he was very bright. I felt he was very engaged in the game. He, uh, a lot of the play went through Messi, which if you have a player of Messi's quality, you you, you play straight through him. He, uh, he, he seemed very... Um, uh, energetic. He just he had a he just had a really really good game, and uh, I think he was was the contributing factor to why uh, Fatty was given such free reign and and was able to 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 make the mark that he did. Um, just as whether you like Messi or you don't, uh, throughout this whole debacle with Barcelona, the mm. fact is he's he's one of the best players to have ever graced. Uh, um, the, the 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 game of football and and to see him doing what he does best playing uh, playing football and playing so fluidly it's it is a joy to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this game was 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 really well, uh, really entertaining to to see and and um, Messi was was the was definitely at the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I and I think what what this does here, too, tactically speaking, for me, that is is so fascinating is that they they sold Luis Suarez to Atletico Madrid, and and and, and he's obviously found some joy at Atletico so far. He's had a very good start to his season, um, but they've they've made it they've made it so much easier for Messi. It seems now that they have this uh, this oddly unique. A very well-rounded, uh, as far as skill sets are concerned, uh, attacking base here with Messi kind of leading it from the middle of the park. Uh, mm-hmm. He's even contributing to the defensive duties a little bit more, which is uh, unheard of from from what I've uh, seen with Barcelona season, uh, Barcelona in, in recent seasons past. Um, but like they, they, they're they're kind of answering all the questions that they've needed to so far, and really have somewhat proven some doubters wrong, Mags. Yep, uh, I mean, Villarreal are not going to be the strongest opponents that they face this season, uh, right? So, I mean, uh, yeah, not. A, I won't. I won't say that this is the kind of like the be all of end all of, of how Barcelona are going to fare this season. But mm-hmm. it's a good. It's a good uh, measuring stick, mm-hmm. um, and if. If you have a player like Messi, you you play through play through him, and you want to keep him happy. I wasn't really kind of impressed with the kind of power play that that he had with Barcelona, and I'm I'm not a big fan of of uh, the the kind of player power that that we have nowadays. But there seems to be a very um, uneasy truce at Barcelona. Messi seemed to enjoy this game. Uh, the result was was the right result. Um, will will that will that follow on through the rest of the season hopefully for Barcelona's sake it does because 
this doesn't this kind of papers over the cracks of the issues at Barcelona. They still have um, they still have problems financially. They still have problems uh, with a very unbalanced side. Mm. Um, hopefully, they they can they can get that sorted and and hopefully we can get Messi to to perhaps sign a, a long a long term deal and finish his career off at Barcelona because. Nobody really wants to see the guy leave. He's been there since he was a a, a child. This mm. he's part of the kind of fabric of Barcelona right now, and and it just wouldn't feel the same to see him in a in another another squad. So hopefully over this next twelve months, they're they're able to kind of come together and and realise that it was a bit of petty uh, silliness on both sides, and and Messi and Barcelona are inextricably linked. I, I think that that's very well said, Mags. So I think that that really does kind of round out our position here on La Liga. Uh, I, I think we wanted to talk more about Atletico Madrid, but we will save that for a later time. I think we've we've actually done a pretty good job at covering the the Premier League and everything this this uh, episode here, Mags. Uh, match day four is coming up uh, fast and furious here. Uh, Chelsea will be playing Crystal Palace. Uh, Everton will be playing Brighton. Leeds United will be playing Manchester City. And Newcastle will be playing Burnley. All of those games are on Saturday, so we will have a chance to talk about those on Sunday when we record mm-hmm. another episode of Radio Techers. Um, also this weekend, uh, we have uh, Leicester versus West Ham uh, on Sunday. That is going to be the bright and early game here if you're in the States. Uh, Southampton uh, also facing West Brom, uh, same time. Uh, Wolves will be facing Fulham, uh, Arsenal playing Sheffield United, uh, and then the two uh, the, the two headlining games here. An inform Aston Villa team will face off with Liverpool, and uh, uh, Manchester United will be facing off with Tottenham. So very interesting stuff here, Mags. A very mm-hmm. packed weekend here. Um, let's see what uh, let's see what Stevens Brighton team has for Everton on Saturday. That'll be interesting to see. Yep. And, um, and then that, I think that's the last set of fixtures before we go into the international break and, and then the uh, transfer window. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, a fun couple of weeks coming up. We're going to have to come up with something really fun for you guys while international <laughs> break takes place. I'm sure Mags and I have got some tricks up our sleeves. We uh, certainly have. <laughs> Uh, let's get to Twitter real quick. We've got a few uh, a few folks who've written into us here. We asked if you had any questions for tonight's Radio Techers recording, uh, such as who is your player of the week and what is your favorite goal from this week. Um, so um, let's see here. At Carbon underscore Robert uh, is asking: Is the comeback win for my Spurs a sign of things to come or a false dawn? What do you think, Max? <laughs> Uh, for for his sake, I hope it's the the sign of things to come. Um, we all know how kind of emotional Mourinho gets, and uh, it can sometimes be what we would call marred when he doesn't kind of get his way. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, if they can string together some some victories, they, they've got Bale now. They've got a uh, Regulon. Um, I think there's this talk that they're bringing in uh, Arcadius Milik to support. Uh, uh, Harry Kane, um, yeah. The the future they, they've got the the they've got the the kind of basis of a really good squad there. Uh, it's just kind of getting the 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 form and the passion um, and and yeah, and stringing together a few a few wins and getting that confidence back. And I think they they could do it. Uh, Man United may be. Uh, someone who they come unstuck unstuck against, but but we 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 shall see. 
Possibly. Possibly, Mags. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I do like Spurs' chance based on uh, confidence and everything. Uh, when, when a Mourinho team gets confident, there's, uh, there's hardly anything that can stop them. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend against uh, Manchester United. I do hope to see Spurs take the win there. Um, let me see here. Chris at IWGP Chris BFC. Uh, Chris is asking, uh, best manager outside of the big six? Um, <laughs> hmm best manager i mean i know who you're gonna say mags go ahead i i, I have to go with uh, Dach, obviously um mm. for what he does uh for a club on a budget like burnley is is, is phenomenal but outside of Dach and my bias I'd, I'd actually say bielsa i'll really uh i know he's controversial with uh with the way he sends spars to to watch his opponents but i love how he takes a very uh scientific kind of analytical look at uh mm. at, at football very much like the the kind of uh money ball uh cybernetics that happened in in baseball uh, a few years ago um yeah i, I like bielsa i think so I love those two picks. Dice is obviously a great pick. is uh, um, a, a great pick. Um, I'm going to go with Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, how can you not go with Carlo Ancelotti? That it's, man, a, it's a, a stellar I mean, pick. That man's brilliant. I mean, you know, he's the only manager outside of the top six who's won a Champions League trophy multiple times. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't pick Carlo Ancelotti just for that sheer fact alone. Um, so, but thank you, Chris, for your question. Uh, yeah, n- uh, but I-, I agree with you, Mags. Nobody has done more on uh, a more ball and budget than Big Sean over at Burnley. Uh, I think that much is very, very true. Um, let's see here. Uh Craig from ProWrestlingMusings.com at CraigPWMusings. Craig says, Saudi Omani is the best player in the Premier League at the moment, scoring goals, an absolute headache for defenders, and is beginning to consistently win the ball back around the opponent's penalty box. Uh, is there a better player in the Premier League than Saudi Omani, Mags? Now, I, I love Craig. I think he's a great guy. <laughs> I've been on his podcast a couple of times. Um, Here we go. But, but he's talking <laughs> wet in it. He's talking wet. <laughs> uh, Mane is a great player, no doubt. I don't think he's even the best player in that in that forward lineup. I think Salah is a better player than him. But I think right now the best player in the Premier League is probably James Rodriguez or Dominic Calvert Lewin. Ooh, wow! Stick stick that in your Liverpool pipe and smoke it. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, um, I really don't know what to say to that, folks. Um, <laughs> that's uh... shocked. That's quite a spicy take. I'm surprised you didn't even say Allen. Allen would have been a, a good pick. Um, best player in the Premier League. Um, I mean, Sadio Mane is a pretty darn good shout. I mean, he, he could be the best player in any league at any given moment you, on any given day. Um, uh, best player in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe Roberto Firmino, perhaps. Uh, would be. He's, he's he's the weak link of that forward lineup right now. No, no, I disagree completely. <laughs> as, <laughs> as you as you all want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you don't you don't ask uh, at, like a, a conductor of an orchestra to play the violin, Mags. As that's, a... that's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see here. I mean, who else could it be? Uh, John McGinn. Yeah, he might be the best player in the Premier League right now. I, I think you can, you can definitely I, I make mean, him. I mean, if we're going for for impact, it's surely it's going to be the best player is Thiago Alcantara. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. I mean, uh, consistently the best player of uh, every year. Maybe, maybe Jordan Henderson or Kevin De Bruyne. I would say those two would be good shouts. Yeah, I mean, now we're just naming people. Like, it's not even. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but ex- the there you go. There you go. That 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 would be a good pick. Uh, but thank you, Craig, uh, for for uh, your your question, your take. You know, we definitely appreciate that. Um, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. Rob says, "What is the view on the Carlin Grant and West Brom situation?" What's your view on that, Mags? I didn't have a view. What's Carlin Grant and West Brom done? Um, let me see here. Uh, there it says that uh, oh, article they're from- signing Carlin Grant. They might be trying to, it seems. Uh, it says, uh, time is, uh, this is an article per uh, birminghammail.co.uk. It says, time is running out. West Brom fans react to uh, Carlin Grant transfer update. Uh, he's been heavily linked to the soft, uh, <laughs> heavily linked to the Hawthorns uh, um, with a uh, um, uh, pretty decent enough fee. Looks like he's, uh, looks like that he would be coming with. He did score 19 goals in the championship last month. And, and uh, yeah, looks pretty pretty solid. Um, but um, yeah, it looks like they're trying to sign him, Mags. What would you make of this? It's a it's a great deal. He did really well for for Huddersfield last season. Uh, like I said, got nineteen goals, and I think Huddersfield only paid maybe two million for him uh, mm. uh, early early last year. So they've been making a quite a decent amount of profit. I think the the numbers uh, being shown are. Like 15, 16 million, so it's a, a hefty profit. Um, it'll be a big loss, but I think uh, in this kind of a era where clubs are, are struggling for money, 16 million pounds is a it'll be very much welcome at, at Huddersfield. Not too shabby. Um, Rob also asked about uh, thoughts on Jamie Carragher and Roy Keane's rants about Tony Khan's <laughs> tweets. Yeah, I, I mean. Them. They, they, they have been the stars of the week for me, uh, <laughs> Carragher and, and Roy Keane. Uh, just, yeah, they've made me laugh so many times. It's been unreal. Yeah. yeah. He, he deserved it as well, though, because you don't get involved. This is not pro wrestling. This People yeah. are way more passionate about football than they are about pro wrestling. And, yeah, you, you're not selling a promo here. This is, <laughs> the, this is the kind of uh, sport that people fight in gangs over. Uh, yeah, just... Keep your mouth shut, Tony. <laughs> there you go. Mags adding gasoline to the fire. That is, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Roy Keane and Jamie Carragher's comments on Tony Khan. Um, good stuff here. Then uh, we'll we'll round this one out here uh, with a with a fun one. Five nerds go at five nerds go on Twitter. Five nerds go is asking with Eric Dyer going off to nip one out mid match. Um, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> They uh yeah he he had to he had to go poo ladies and gentlemen is is the situation. Um, what's your favorite humorous moment in all of football, Mags? Do you have a favorite humorous moment? Uh, 
Well, the first thing, the the tweets that, that this uh, Eric Dyer uh, situation got, people saying stuff like, he, oh, he must have had a bad bout of diarrhea, <laughs> uh, which really <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect that to be so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for, for me, uh, I think the the... The best one that I've seen is when, uh, and I can't. I think it may be Ian Dower who's getting uh, interviewed at the side of the pitch, and uh, one of the players uh, cracks the ball from from the opposite side, and then it comes and it bangs bangs him right on the back of the head, which was hilarious. Then there's a uh, there's the famous one of a. Uh, of uh, uh, Gary Lineker pretending to stretch on the side of the pitch, and he's a uh, he's a. Uh, lobbed his penis out to have a have a piss. Uh, then uh, <laughs> Vinnie Jones grabbing Paul Gascoigne by the nuts in one match. That was that was yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, football does does give us these gems. Uh, Phil Babb when he uh, was playing for Liverpool on a I think it was a very rainy day. I think, I'm sure it was against Man United as well. And uh, he slid to uh, clear the ball. Uh, and he uh, he went balls first into the into the post. That was mm. fun. Uh, I think he ended up rupturing, rupturing a testicle after that. Yeah. yeah. So plenty of uh, plenty of fun times for football. What what about uh, Eric Cantona going up into the into the stands and karate kicking a fan? Yeah, I don't know if, how fun. I don't remember <laughs> laughing at that much. Uh, I remember thinking, "Jesus Christ, that's the last we're going to see of Cantona." Uh, I think I had more fun at his uh, his um, seagulls following the trawler uh, because they'll throw the fish out uh, speech. But yeah, it, 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 I don't think Cantona was a laugh a minute kind of guy. <laughs> no, he seems like a very serious gentleman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you definitely got all the the good ones i mean there's there's highlight reels worth of of funny bloopers that you can find for uh uh for football's greatest moment i mean yeah i mean obviously there's the ones where you know ronaldo's on the pitch this one's a relatively recent one but he cristiano ronaldo's on the pitch and that butterfly lands like right next to him like well he's Mm -hmm. i think it was like the euro finals um i i I thought that was kind of funny Uh, any time a footballer gets a ball in the nuts is always a good time. Yeah, there there is the one that the famous gif of uh, the guy who's trying to do uh, what was it like a like a somersault throw throw in and then he beans the guy right in the head. Oh yeah, that's brutal. That yeah. is brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good times. Um, yeah, Mags. I guess we round out this episode here with a little bit of uh, top bins and uh, uh, player of the show. Top bins being goal of the show. Um, I know that I've got one. Do you have a top bins for this week, Mags? I certainly do. Uh, I'm again. I'm I'm torn between two. Uh, but since I was uh, I was roundly admonished last week for using a uh, a European. Uh, goal for my pick. I'm you weren't admonished. I joined you with that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go go uh, local anyway. I'm going to go with uh, Pogba's free kick uh, against Brighton through a, a very tall and crowded Brighton uh, wall. He was able to to get the ball up and down and um, perfectly placed in the in the top corner. Uh, a free. A free kick is such an amazing skill to be able to to be able uh, to get it so much perfect, and he absolutely nailed it. So yeah, for me, I'm going with uh, uh, Pogba. 
yeah, no, I mean that's that's not a bad pick. Um, I I mean I would uh, I would almost join you. I would just almost join you. Um, but I'm gonna go with Ansu Fadi's nutmeg goal that he had against Villarreal. Uh, that takes some real skill. I really do like his first goal quite a bit, but man, I mean, you, to to nutmeg the goalkeeper and scores in such a fine fashion. Yeah, I gotta go with Ansu Fadi here for for top ends. The guy's 17 years old. 17, it, yeah. It's, it's shocking how scarily good he is. What's he going to be like at 25? Who knows, man. I mean, that's he's he's very, very, very good. Um, so, yeah, Ansu Fadi, uh, I'll go with him. Um, and uh, let me see here. Player of the week, Mags. Uh, who, who do you have as your player of the week? Or okay, player of the so- show? You know, whatever. Uh, I'm tempted <laughs> to go with uh, with Townsend for for Newport. He was uh, the goalkeeper, and he did really well to to keep uh, Newcastle at bay for for almost all the game and, and pull off a, a phenomenal victory. But when someone gets the second uh, hat trick in in like 13 days and is the leading scorer and he's having the the season of his life i can't not go with dominic calvert lewin i think the guy is just absolutely in the form of his life and hopefully this uh this leads to him uh knocking on the door for england perhaps so i i think that would be very very good for him maybe he's the striker that they've been missing for uh who knows how long 50 plus years 60 plus years going on yeah (laughs) Sid Shearer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's a good pick. I like that pick. Um, I would say I'm going to be a real hipster with this one. I've just been very impressed with this young man recently. I'm saying it like I'm like 90. Um, uh, John McGinn. I'm going to go with John McGinn. He's been just he, – he, he, I don't know what it is. He's been pulling the strings for Aston Villa. He's making Jack Grealish look fantastic. And he's doing that all – well, I guess at this Aston Villa team who no one really expected this to happen for them. So he's he's made things look great for them this week. I'm really impressed by him, and I can't wait to see more of what he can do for this Aston Villa team. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, John McGinn. He just put on an amazing performance that I really, really enjoyed watching. Yep, it's a great performance, and it's it's the reason why they're in fourth place right now, um, and unbeaten. Yeah, it's a, a quality pick. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how they fare coming to to Anfield here soon. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, John McGinn, my uh, player of the show. Um, Mags, I guess this is the part where we say goodnight to the lovely people, and we thank you guys for tuning in, whoever you are, wherever you are. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the love and support that we've gotten here so far. It's it's amazing that this has only been just a few short weeks that we've been doing Radio Techers, and it seems like we've been doing it forever. Uh, it certainly does. So, it, um, it drags that long. It's, it's basically saying it's been, it drags that it feels like, <laughs> oh, God, this is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> Mags just won't stop picking Manchester United players for player of the week. Um, no, um, uh, what, what I would ask of you here right now, if you're watching the YouTube version of this show, which you should be if you're not doing so already, because you can see both myself and Mags, our, our beautiful faces here on this YouTube screen. Look at that. Look at, look at Mags. 
Um, what I want you to do right now is uh, you, you see those little icons right there where it says shooting the sports-ish? Yeah, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Yeah, <laughs> wherever you're listening to this show, uh, particularly if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to Shooting the Sports Ish, where not only you get radio techers, uh, but you also get other great shows like Quick Slants, like Hoop. There it is. Uh, you get Raw Views with Steven, where he talks pro wrestling. Uh, you get. Um, what else we have here? We've got Takes on Stakes, which has been great. Uh, the Sports Market. Um, all these kind of shows have really been putting on a great performance here at Shooting the Sports-ish Network. We've got a really great cast of people here behind us. So um, I'm I'm very fortunate that we've been a part of this collective. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you are watching this on YouTube, uh, subscribe. Hit the thumbs up for the likes. Leave us a comment. We want to be we want to interact with you guys. We want to make sure that you know if there's something that you guys want to talk about that we want to talk about it too. Uh, and uh, hit that bell to stay notified uh, for all happenings shooting the sports-ish related. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, be it on the Shooting the Sports-ish network or on our own feed or on Visionaries Global Media Network, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts and give us a rating and review. Leave some feedback about Radio Techers. We would greatly appreciate that. Yes, indeed. We'd greatly Absolutely. appreciate that. Mm, spicy. Um, and uh, like I said, leave us a rating review. We'd, we'd love that. Mags, is there anything else that you want to tell the nice people out here tonight? Uh, first of all, thanks for the all the support and the, the views and listens that mm. we've had. We This show wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for you guys getting involved. Uh, again, just keep it up. And, and like, like Tanner said, like, subscribe, comment feedback anything to to just get involved this show is your show as much as it is our show uh Indeed. we we want to to be the the go-to show for, for for football for you guys so help us to do that and uh yeah just uh go and give us a, a follow go and get involved with us because this is this is all for you guys mm-hmm. you're getting in on the ground floor here you know so so make sure to, to get in and get in early um but yeah man this has been a lot of fun i've enjoyed talking to you this evening mags just as i always do um <laughs> good job you added that caveat then <laughs> i've enjoyed talking to you this evening unlike the all the other times <laughs> No, Mags is always a joy and a pleasure to speak with. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers. We thank you once again, whoever you are, wherever you are, uh, for tuning in. Uh, for for Mags and myself, we are Radio Techers. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. Mags, you're Mags, right? I, last time I checked. There we go. All right, you guys take care. Enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you again for tuning in to Radio Techers. Good night. Bye.